Hello and welcome to TOEFOP. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. And you know what's good about living together is that normally in a podcast you'd waste like time saying, so well, what have you been up to this week? Yeah. I know exactly what you've been up to this week. Yeah, everything. But the worst thing is that we have to, like we were actually just having a conversation on the couch. You cooked a nice meal, <laughs> uh, like a vegetarian bolognese. Yeah. That's kind of what it was, wasn't it? Yeah, I put on some Kenny G. Yeah. And I was like, but no, you made it. Like you put, like you got vegetarian mints. Yeah. And then you like chopped up heaps of vegetables. Yep, garlic, onion. I can cook basic meals. If you can put cook it in a pan, I can cook it. Really? Yeah, barbecues and pans. What? What's okay? So what's your like? Never seen the inside of an oven. What's your signature dish? As they would say on a cooking show. You know, you could guess my signature dish. Is it vegetarian bolognese? <laughs> <laughs> no, you've had it before. Because uh, I remember Amy saying to me. Um, I oh, know you said, oh, Charlie's going to make me dinner. And Amy said, oh, is he going to make blah, 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 blah. Oh, Stefra. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's true. That's my specialty. Yeah. But is that, is Stefra even really cooking? It's like a barbecue. Yeah. You just put things on a hot plate and cook them, stir yeah. them in a circle. It's, yeah. It, all, like all the instructions of what you need to do are in the name. Yeah. Stir, fry. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's <laughs> the name of the dish is also the instructions for cooking. <laughs> It's very practical. So we've been, uh, we had a nice uh, meal, been yeah. watching some ET, and uh, and uh, we were watching uh, the. Uh, the uh, sorry, I was just, we were just watching the end of the basketball then, and um, we were sitting on the couch having a beer, and we started having a discussion. And this is the only problem with living together is the discussion started to be interesting. <laughs> so we were like, you know, it's kind of like basically we were the equivalent of. Yeah, so say a romantic couple have got back to the flat, right? And he said, do you want to come in for coffee? And she's like, yeah, I'd like a cup of coffee. And suddenly they're on like the couch and then they start to get into it a bit and they get into it to that point where it's like, well, maybe we should move things. Yeah. Into, into the, the bedroom. <laughs> and yeah, well, that's all we're like. We've got to move this conversation. Like, you know, the hand is down the front of the conversation trouser. Yeah. And before, you know, like the conversation really gets f- freaky, <laughs> maybe we should move to a space where we can record it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and the discussion that was being had was, um, we're talking about Charlie Sheen had been on the news. And I was saying, um, Charlie Sheen, one of the things he wanted to do was to create his kind of porn house, which yeah. was like get a mansion, 25 rooms. Each room has a porn star in it, and yeah. they live together like a Manson family, but non well, non homicidal at this stage. Of yeah. Manson family. At some stage, it would like get a gi- gigantic harem, I guess. Would it? Would it be themed? Do you think? Yeah, like every room would have a different theme. Right. Like, yeah, it'd be like that brothel that you went to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that and, and that and that uh, statement sounds more uh, uh, out of context than it is. Yeah, that, but uh, will but, tell us about that brothel you went to? Yeah, in Kalgoorlie. Yeah, have I spoken about this on the podcast before? I don't think so. Really, I went to a um, uh, yeah, a brothel in Kalgoorlie uh, with my tour manager Heather. It's um, Kalgoorlie used to have the most brothels per head of anywhere in the world. <laughs> Good terminology. <laughs> brothels when you're per describing head. brothels. Yeah, I believe that's how you measure brothels. <laughs> brothels per head. It's a head per head ratio. <laughs> what is the ratio of heads to head in this town? <laughs> Charlie Sheen would have loved it in Kalgoorlie. That would have been his sort of, you know, town. Um, uh, but then, of course, the, that trade, you know, died out over the years. And uh, now uh, most of the brothels there are actually just tourist destinations. You know, they've done them all up. And they and so, we, you know, we're, I'm doing some gigs in Kalgoorlie. We're out in the middle of the desert. There's fuck all to do during the day. Once you've had a drink at the pub that they used in Priscilla... <laughs> 
<laughs> which is the other attraction in town. Yeah. Um, uh, then, you know, the brothel tour. So Heather, my tour manager, and I went to this brothel tour. But this tour we were on, uh, the first thing was this poor girl had obviously had this script and this was like their, you know, funny script that yeah. all the people who do the tour had to learn. Yeah. But this girl had no idea about where the jokes were. Yeah. Like there were jokes there. Yeah. She but just, she'd been given like a script. Yeah. And she just learnt it like it was a prayer. You yeah. Know? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. She had no idea what the words actually meant. Yeah. And and so she was like just missing the jokes. Or that. And I was kind of like, you know what? This is a pretty easy crowd. <laughs> you could be killing. Like I honestly thought about going back the next day and just sitting down with her and giving her some tips. Yeah. I was like, like I'm a professional, but like, you know, maybe I could just help out, bring a little bit more joy to this. People get some big laughs when they go to the brothel in Kalgoorlie. And I'd feel like, I kind of feel like if I was ever going to do a reality show, that could be my reality show. Yeah, yeah. I could go around to like, you know, places where you have to make a little speech or the bus driver needs to make a little thing or you've got a little, you know, intro that you're meant to do and I could just joke them up a bit. <laughs> so that people were just like making people laugh at their place of work, you yeah. know. I think that would be. I would be like the littlest hobo. No, you'd be of, like of you know sorry, cut you off. of comedy. I was going to say like a three minute angels. You know those girls that come into your office and give yeah. you like a massage for three minutes. You could start like the three angel, the, the three minute comedians. Yeah, just anywhere you are, like a comedian comes in and goes da 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 da. Woo! Yeah, <laughs> yeah all right. Come just comes in and zings. So yeah, you give lots of jobs. So what what's the first job that you'd need like a three minute comedian? Um, oh, look, I, I would have thought just anything high pressure. You know, like so. Say you're a, um, uh, like, you know, you work navigating aircraft. Yeah. You know, pushing tin. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. a high-stress job. Yeah, yeah. You know, just occasionally somebody comes in. Just cracks everyone up. Cracks a few funnies. <laughs> yeah. What's with airplane food? Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah, like hostage negotiation. Yeah. There's like a SWAT team outside a building. Yeah. There's a guy with a hostage, you know, got a gun to a head on the edge of the building. And, you know, they're negotiating, saying, "That's you know, we'll get you your helicopter, just let the girl go. Yeah, it's gonna, go. the copter's going to be here in three minutes. <laughs> exactly three minutes. And a guy comes in with a plaid shirt and a straw hat and his leg. <laughs> Anyone here working the police force? Waka, waka, waka. <laughs> yeah, totally. So what was she? So she was. Uh, she she needed a comedian in her brothel leading job. She wasn't the madame of the brothel. No, she no. She was just she, a tour guy. She was just the tour guy. Did you fuck her? And so... Could you? Yeah, because that would be a sexy, like, you know, like a theme for a prostitute is like yeah. a tour guide. You oh, know, right. Like, you got nurse, you know, uh, schoolgirl, French maid, tour guide. <laughs> That's actually, that is actually a pretty good thing. Really? Like, more guys would go on that tour if, you know, at the end of the tour, her. you could fuck the tour guide. Yes. I'd go, yeah, I'd go on so many tours if that was a possibility. Yeah, do you know? And, like, you know what? That's the thing with theme a brothels. I would love that. If I don't know how you would actually make this work, but imagine you went to a coffee shop. Yeah. But then at the end of like you know you're getting your coffee and flirting with a waitress, you could have sex with the waitress. Yeah. You know what you should like do? brothels combined with just like ordinary regular businesses. Jobs. That's a great idea. Yeah. Like a, yeah because so why does a prostitute have to just be in a brothel? A prostitute could work as a waitress, but also be a prostitute. But that is kind of the, the philosophy of like girls who work on the door somewhere, or yeah. like some bars, or like clothing shops. Like I remember. There was a, uh, uh, I may have talked about this before, there was a, uh, like a shoe repair business in a shopping center near where I grew up. Yeah. And um, during the week, they employed two Price is Right models, like a guy and a girl from the Price is Right, to come down and repair people's shoes and like cut keys and shit like that. 
And they'd turn up, and they'd be really good looking, like a Ghana girl model, in like tight singlets and shit, and his like muscles would be bulging, and you should be wearing like a skimpy little singlet, and then they'd tie like the leather aprons on, and they would just repair shoes all day. And you could walk past it, and there would be like a queue around the block, like just because they were hot. Now, they didn't have the option of like fucking them, yeah. but they were just hot. Yeah. So people do apply that philosophy, except you just don't have to be as blatant about it. Like, you don't need to hire a prostitute, you just need to hire an attractive person. Oh, I think that's, like, I mean, I, I have no doubt that that's... I mean, I think that is the philosophy of bars and a lot of, like, you know, cafes and stuff with their staff. Totally. Like, I was having a conversation with somebody just here the other day. We had to catch up somewhere for breakfast to have a meeting. And he said, look, there's these two places and they're both pretty much the same price and the same quality of food. And I actually said to him, I said, which one has hotter people? Yeah. <laughs> because I thought, well, well, if we have to make a decision based on something... It's how Virgin Airlines market themselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the plane does the same job, the food's basically the same, but our flight attendants are hotter. Yeah, totally. But they, they seem to have gone lax on that rule lately, I think. I, I don't think Virgin hostesses are as hot as they used to be. They're not allowed. Isn't it discrimination? Yeah, because they like, you have to wear G-strings and shit, remember that? Yeah. I think it is discrimination just to pick people because they're hot, isn't it? Well, I suppose it can't um, yeah, be. Yeah, but, but how come a nightclub can get away with it, but an airline can't? Yeah, but I don't. I think the, the yeah, a nightclub gets away with it because it's hard to pin down a nightclub to prove that that's your policy. Whereas, like, yeah, Virgin Airlines is a massive airline no. where a oh, massive so business. So you say if the business is big, right? yeah. yeah. So it would come out, you know, a big business, like if they're doing... Whereas, so, like, your local... I mean, it's clear when you go to some businesses that they... So you think my shoe repair place could have been sued for discrimination? Definitely. <laughs> Based on the If there was that. like some fat, ugly cobbler who couldn't get a job, who was much more qualified than the other two. Well, but that... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know I don't if that know is a law, because I don't know if... Like, because like, they wouldn't be able to have that law for models. Because you're allowed to pick models, right, based on... Their looks. Their looks. Yeah, so totally. I assume that... And, so and it's actors, not a blank, it can't be a blanket rule then. Maybe it's not a rule. Maybe I just made that rule up. No, you can discriminate against someone in, uh, because I don't of think their age, not age because or of race, weight, or size. Can't you discriminate against someone because of not if like I mean you have but, to if you're a jockey. No, but like if you, you can't are, just go. I'm fat. I'm, I'm allowed to have the job. You no, know, but whatever. if you felt that you didn't get a job because they said you were overweight, yeah, could you not sue them if you weren't? Uh, or is that provable? I guess it's provable though. Like if you weren't physical, like if you can't fit into the parachute, or you can't. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know, if you're going to play The Flash in a Hollywood movie, <laughs> you know, the beer gut doesn't look that good. <laughs> no actor has ever sued for discrimination. I mean, well, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, you couldn't do it on a... Something um, where it's like, it's public that, you know, you are being discriminated against. Yeah, yeah the very nature of this business is yeah. we're choosing the most attractive people. Yeah, no one on Australian Idol like, got rejected, like, sued for discrimination. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's a thing. Maybe it is just religion, age, race. The only thing I've ever been discriminated against, the only thing that's... I'm trying to, what I'm trying to say. Charlie is currently reenacting his version of the King's Speech. We will get Jeffrey Rush in I, here, honestly, and he will coach you through this, and it'll be a massive... At the end of the podcast, you will have learned the to only speak well time, enough. The yeah, only yeah. time I have been discriminated against. Yes. Does that mean I've been someone's been discriminating against me? I can't get it. Yes. We're going to cut this whole bit. No, we're not. No, we are. No, we have to leave it in. No. The Come whole. On. The only time I've been discriminated against. Oh, yeah. fuck. Now, fuck the joke. I'm so badly. It would have been. I can't. Uh, Seriously. It. It'll be a triumph. What I was going to say. <laughs> Come on, everyone. Like, now that we've brought it really down to no, this I just low realized. Point, I just realized that the actual, no one will love it. 
People yeah. will love it. The only It'll thing... be triumph over adversity. Okay. It'll be like Rocky. <laughs> only... If I hum the Rocky The only time the I've been discriminated against is because of lack of talent. I think that's enough silence to leave after that. To perfectly... <laughs> we're cutting that whole bit. No, we're not. We are totally that was cutting perfect. that bit. No, it was horrible. No, it was good. It was horrible. Because it worked uh, on a level different to the level you were hoping it would work on. Oh, God. Uh, you know, the very, like, hold the whole passage actually proved the point you were saying, which was that you have a lack of talent. <laughs> <laughs> so, in many ways, it made the joke much more amazing. Uh, so, anyway, um, this, this girl had this guide. script at the tour guide, and she was... Uh, yeah, you know, doing her bit and whatever. But the only other people on this tour were these old people. They were 80, like 80 plus, really oldies, right? And they were, because they're just the same tourists that would go anywhere. Like anywhere. Like, you know, if they, they if they were in like, you know, Canberra, they'd go to Parliament House. And if they were in Melbourne, they'd go to the MCG or whatever. They yeah. were just tourists, you yeah. know? So when they were Kalgoorlie, they went to the brothel. brothel. So it's like when you go to Pat Pong Road, you yeah. know, like you go down Pat Pong in Bangkok and you'll see like families, like, you know, big groups of like German tourists and stuff, families, because right. it's kind of like the freak show. Right. I've never been. I've never been. So right. I don't know. Yeah. But it, this is all the ping pong balls and stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's very weird and depressing. Yeah. But people, it is treated like a tourist. Like, I mean, I know the brothel you went to wasn't active, was it? No. Because that would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Going on a tour of, a, of like a working brothel, and it's like you go to the zoo when like pet things are in glass cages, yeah. just two way mirrors. Yeah. You go through. Why don't they do that? I what? would pay to go to let you fuck the animals at the zoo. No, 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 no. Oh no, right. <laughs> I've skipped two steps ahead. To go through a brothel where like you could go through a brothel uh-huh. and behind two way mirrors you could watch people fuck. Like, but the condition would be that the the people who are fucking don't know they're being watched. Right. That that would be the problem. Because how would they not find out? You build like a facade of a. Brothel. This is more a secret society. No, you're more a well, you're more a, a pervert, a peep not... show. This is like a hidden camera. Yeah, but yeah, no, this would be a service. This would be a black market service. Yeah. service like you know the game. You know one of those kind of a game for rich. That's what people. I'm saying. It's like yeah. a secret society or no, like a secret a... society. It's a secret club. So okay. basically, what you do is I would buy <laughs> I'd buy a building like a really nondescript building like yeah. a parking garage or something like that. Yeah. It would look like it was kind of either not running or not open. Yeah. And within that, I would have like walls and uh, there'd be a set of walls where viewing rooms and you'd have two-way mirrors and then there would be, I'd build a brothel within that. Yeah. And so like you'd run the brothel like it was an actual sort of secret underground brothel, but yeah. you'd offer a tour on top of that where you go around the rooms and you watch people fuck. Would you go see that? Yeah, definitely. It'd be like a black How much market. does it cost? I don't know what would you charge. Okay, so let's say it's four rooms. Yeah. So four couples fucking. And well, the other thing is, do, do you... Do you, is it like a tour where you have to keep moving or can you stop and stay at a window as long as you want? It's your tour. You'll put it, you've put it together. Now, what do you think? You're the Willy Wonka of this sex factory. What do you think I should do? Do you think people should be allowed to stay or should it be like a walking tour? Because the thing is, you can't masturbate in there. Oh, right, really? It's just more of a Do you know what? You, you, you could make it like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. Like kind of, yeah, give it a... Yeah, secret underground theme, and you go humper lumpers. <laughs> yes, midgets. <laughs> the midget helpers who would yeah. sort of like, like yeah. lead kind of clients in, clients yeah. who didn't know they're being filmed. Who are they? They're the humper lumpers. I think it's a pretty good idea. I reckon yeah. if you heard, like, it'd be against the law though. This yeah, is totally. The yeah, but like yeah. like the game or you know an underground fighting league. So how do you get it out there that? Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, you've gone to parties and shit where you say, "Hey, do you know they're having a secret after party at this place?" You target groups like that, like you know. 
Uh, like, like what, but there'd be, I'm, I'm sure you could go to like a room, one of those cool parties in Bondi, and you could tell a group of people, like you know, say a hundred people, say, "Hey, do you know, hear about this place in fucking so and so where there's like a you go in there, you pay ten bucks, you go through, you get a five minute tour of this fucking brothel, and they don't know, you know, they're being you're watching them fuck." I have always been fascinated by how people find out about those things and how if someone knows about them, like on the rare occasions that I have been involved in a conversation that has ended up. You know, going, hey, come to this secret thing, or did you know about this thing, or whatever. I think if it's got to me... It's not that cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, how do the cops not know? Yeah, yeah. Because I don't... I'm not really in the inner circle. So if I'm hearing about things... Like, you know how there was that cafe in King's Cross? Yeah. Where you used to be able to go and buy weed? Yeah. Right, and so you'd have to order a certain, you know, thing. No, no, no. What you do is you go there, and you just... Order anything, cup yeah. of tea, and then when you went to the counter, you'd say, and like a 20 bag or something like that. Yeah. And they'd slip it back to you with your change. Apparently, that's what they used Yeah, to apparently. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, that's exactly what Allegedly. you had to do, is it? Allegedly. Apparently, the guy uh, behind... Ask for Dave. The guy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Mr. Clarkson. <laughs> In LA, you go to bars and there'd be like photos of celebrities, like an 8x10. If you went there, you'd see a photo of me, just like an 8x10 in my face. I'm the only one in there. But if, if you know... How do the cops not know? Do you know what I mean? Like, how has that information got to you? It was interesting. Because I I reckon you have a loyal... Like, I mean, I think I wanted that too. Like, some nightclubs, you know, are just known if you go to a nightclub and that's where you go to get drugs. And it's like, well, if we know. But I think there's kind of a tacit kind of agreement that cops don't fucking care about stuff like that, you know? Like, even if... if For instance, if it's not a drug thing, even if it's like a, a secret house party or like a rave or whatever... You know, like, are you really going to commit forces to fucking... They probably do know about it, but, like, when you are weighing up your priorities that night, there's, like, a fucking uh, a standoff with a guy with a shotgun or there's kids yeah. having a, a party in a warehouse. I guess it's like limo drivers in Vegas. They must actually be surprised when someone gets in and actually wants them to drive their limo somewhere. Because it's like the internationally known sort of sign for being able to buy drugs is getting a limo yeah. in Vegas. Yeah. But I assume there are people who just want to go somewhere in a limo. I think... And the, then suddenly the guy's like, what do you need? And they're like, we need to get from here to there in a limo. I think the international symbol of getting drugs in Vegas is being in Vegas. Right. <laughs> and not having drugs. Yeah. But having money. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's the international symbol. The rest of the tour group were really old people. So we're going a theme room to theme room. Yeah. Uh, in this uh, in this brothel, and um, uh, so one was a boxing ring, yeah. like so you could have sex in the boxing ring, and they like you could ring the bell, and they had like you know gloves and all that sort of stuff. It was really it was really full on. One was um, like a, a porno room, so where you would could film your own, like so you could see yourself having sex on all the big screens, but you could also get a DVD really of it, but not with you if you wanted a DVD, you couldn't do it with a a, a prostitute. You had to just come in oh, like, so bring your with your own partner or something, and oh, that's no fun. That'd, that'd <laughs> run you off the DVD, like you're an open micer so playing a, yeah, getting five minutes, but they'll give you a free DVD of your set. I've often wondered that. I've never had sex with a prostitute, but I've always wondered if you introduced a video camera, like, is that not part of the transaction? Oh, I, th- I certainly think that would cost you more. 
I reckon you can do it. You just got to pay for it. I don't know, but I'm just saying in that world, I'm guessing money is that. Oh, well, any, I'm sure you can find if, some. If any toe foppers have ever had sex with a prostitute, yeah, and asked to film it, and asked to film it, can you tell us a? Yeah. Uh, does it cost more? Because sometimes, B, how much more does it cost? No, but sometimes when you see those amateur pornos, I wonder, yeah. like, is this a couple who are really like, yeah, in love, or is it like someone with a with a prostitute? Well, I think sometimes. I mean, I guess if it's like hidden camera. Stuff like that. You could get like oh, you could go and get like yeah. a um one of those uh toys, like toy bears or whatever that people put cameras in to see if their babysitter is like, you know, putting cigarettes out on their children or whatever. <laughs> I, I heard a hidden cam uh, hidden a hidden well not a hidden camera story, but a, a story from a couple of mates at high school when actually just after high school, I don't know if it's true or not. But they're on the Gold Coast and um uh, one of them had picked up a girl and wanted to have sex with her and so he said to his mate, Hey, you should climb into the cupboard and watch me have sex with this girl. And so he's like, yeah, cool, cool. So he snuck him into the guy's room. And when they got in there, they realized that the top of the cupboard had like a removable panel. So the roof wasn't there. You could take it off. Yeah. So they took the roof off the panel and they got his motorbike helmet and put it on the guy. And he stood in the cupboard. So just his head <laughs> above the cupboard with the visor down. So it just looked like the so, motorbike helmet was on top of the cupboard. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and so the guy came in with the girl and they started having sex. <laughs> And the friend who was having sex said he looked over and he saw the visor fogging up. <laughs> now, I don't know if that's a true story, oh. but I like it. I hope it is true. Um, uh, there was a driving I want to point out that that was all he did. There was nothing, there was yeah. nothing um, footballer, Australian footballer about that incident. Yeah. It was just an observation. Um, there was uh, a room that was like a drive-in. So the the bed was like a car, and then they had like a, a movie wall where you could like watch, I guess, adult movies or whatever. But like you know, while you were in the car, would you really need that if you're in a brothel? Do you need the added stimulation of pornography while you're there? Like, wouldn't it be enough that you're in a brothel? So, you don't turn me on, naked woman who's being paid to have sex with me. I need some visual stimulation. Well, you can get the visual well, stimulation like, at home. Like, why do you need the prostitute? Well, maybe like you know, it's just like I guess it's like going to see a movie and have something to eat. Like, yeah. both those things are cool. Like, you could eat popcorn at home. Yeah, I guess. You could eat a chock top okay, at home. You know if you're at the movies I was, I was taking it from the perspective of someone with a partner. If I was single, I could understand wanting to, like, have all the flavours at once. Yeah. But, uh, you know. What else can I do yeah, while yeah. I'm here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's just like, oh, I'm going to have all this fun at once. <laughs> um, uh, there was, out the back, because Kevin Bloody Wilson is from uh, Kalgoorlie. He had donated... Rooting in the back of a you. Well, it was the Kevin Bloody Wilson wank tank for blokes who uh, did not have enough money to hire one of the girls. They could go into this tank and it had. In fact, to be honest, it was a little like your secret lair where you, you know, watch people, watch people have sex. Because it looked out onto the beer garden where people would mingle and whatever. So you could stand in there and look out this little uh, glass top. And just stare at people. And just stare at people and, and masturbate in the tank. In the wank tank. That is so weird. Yeah, so it's kind of kind like your what idea. I was talking about. Yeah. But everyone would know there was someone in there. Yeah. Wouldn't they? It wasn't a wank from staring there. at them. So no, it, no, it's like a giant tank. It looked like a... Oh my God, that's so weird. Yeah. I would never go to a brothel because it could be like your high school principal or mm. someone in there. Yeah, totally. Or it could be your fucking dad or your mum. <laughs> Imagine in, in, that. In Kalgoorlie, oh it probably God. is going to be. Small town. It's yeah. a small town in the middle of the desert. You're going to know everybody. All right. Can you imagine on that tour, 
you didn't realise, but your yeah. parents were also on a tour around Australia, and you're at that. It's a it's a functioning brothel at this stage. Yeah. You see your dad walk out of the wank tank, and he's like, oh, oh, oh son. Oh. What did you say? I can't imagine that. That is just so disturbing. Do you acknowledge it? I can't. I I mean, do you acknowledge it? I I'd be like, what are you doing in town? And he's like, oh, your, your mother and I, we, uh, we won tickets. Uh, we won a raffle to uh, come to Kalgoorlie. And, and we just were, oh. well, your mother's actually back at the hotel. I, uh, I came here last Wednesday and really thought it was an interesting place. And I came back to, um, to have a, have, just have a look around. So I guess you were just in that water tank uh, seeing what it's like, like, if it's like our water tanks at home that you have on the farm then. Uh, I'm gonna Dad? Level, I'm going to, well. That's what it was, just checking the inside I'm gonna, of the water I'm going to level with you, Will. Don't uh, is... level with me, Dad. <laughs> this... Let's go with the water tank thing. This is a... It feels like a plausible explanation that we can both live with, even though we both know what really happened. Let's just go with the water tank thing, Dad, please. Don't don't level with me. Just, just... Will, I think you should come and take a look what your father's done. I don't want to no, know. No, come in here, Will. I, I don't want to see something. one of my potential brothers on the floor there, Dad. <laughs> I don't want to see the remnants of what could have been a little brother. What do you, what do you, what would he have been called? My, my little brother. Yeah, you're, you're sprog. I, I would assume Kevin, named after Kevin Bloody Wilson, who donated the tank in the first place. <laughs> Nicknamed Tank. Yeah, Kevin Tank. That's Anderson. called Frank. Frank yeah. the Tank. I love it. Um, so uh, the the weirdest thing about this tour was um, the final room where the woman who was... Oh, there was the orgy room as well. I forgot to tell you about that. Where you could go with, like, other couples. Yeah. so Or other blokes, I guess. And then, like, get heaps of girls and you all, like, have an orgy like in the same room. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it had kind of two rooms that were separated by archways and it had all, like, pictures of the Kama Sutra and shit on the wall. We have um, we have friends who uh, lost their virginities in a gangbang. What? They went to a brothel. Do you not know who I'm talking about? Have I not told you I, story before? I, I just turned into a wrestling commentator. What? Sorry, I was like, what? I can't believe it. Did he just mention a brothel gangbang friends of ours? What? Uh, yeah. Do you not know who I'm talking about? I can I can tell you and I'll cut this out. It's, um, we'll just call them Mr. X, Mr. B. When they were kids, when they were kids, when they were 18, they went to lose their virginity. So they went into the city and they went to a brothel. Like I think, Maybe those two, or maybe more guys, maybe three or four. I think it's on a footy trip. They went to a brothel and organised a gangbang. So a bunch of girls came into a room and they all had sex. And uh, in front of each other. What? In yeah. front of each other. Yeah, in for front the of first each other. time. Yeah, I think so. Gee, I think they were. I it's like playing your first game maybe, of footy at maybe, the AFL Grand Final. Yeah, totally. Maybe they weren't all virgins, but there's at least a couple who were. And uh, apparently, so they're all having sex, and um, Mr. X is having a hard time doing it because of. All his friends are in the room. Oh, yeah, okay. He's watching fair, fair his enough. friends, like, one by one, like, you know, do, 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 you know, all finish up and fucking, like, deflate and stuff. And he's, like, getting more acutely aware that he all eyes are turning on him and that's actually making the job even harder and harder. So he's fucking this girl and the girl's like, come on, come on, come on. He's like, yeah, I'm trying. He's concentrating. And then the room starts coming over to have a look because they're all done. So, you know, yeah. fucking toweling off and, you know, high-fiving and shaking the girl's hands and, you know, just chatting, like a bit of pillow talk, but, you know strutting around and then so the, the three hookers come over and the three guys come over and they're all watching the one guy and he's still banging and banging and banging 
And the girl, and so all the prostitutes start trying to help him. So they're like rubbing his back and oh. talking dirty and, you know, fiddling with him and stuff. And it's like, it's making it worse. Like yeah. all the attendants are making it worse. And then one of the prostitutes licks her finger and sticks it up his bum. And he goes like, ah! And then she, she says to him, well, you should have said that's what you like. And so she just goes in knuckle deep and he was like, ah, I can't do it. I can't do it. Stormed out. Oh my God. You haven't heard that story? No. Yeah. There's so much of that story that interests me. I, I can't imagine. I've never been like somebody who like you know, thought the idea of having sex in the same room as my friends was an interesting idea anyway. Yeah. Um, but I can't imagine going to a brothel with a bunch of my mates when I was 18. And like, and having the confidence even to yeah, there's no way I, I, I couldn't do it now. Even as like a, even as like a, a veteran of the game, I couldn't do it. I don't that yeah. I'm not a public sexer. The idea of being seen terrifies me. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think it's a good. I don't think anyone should film themselves or take photos of themselves or. I just nobody needs to see that. Like, unless you're taking video footage, so like a footballer, you can review the footage. <laughs> And improve your game. Yeah, but I don't I, mind that. If you came into a meeting on Monday and they'd done up a highlights package of your best and worst moves and you could kind of go, all right, well, who are you hooking up with on the weekend? You got Susie. Yeah. Uh, now, you know, she likes it like this. She's yeah. going to be all over here. You're going to have to you know, go in on that. And yeah. Here's some footage of her from last week. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that. I, but I think it's like Johnny Depp's philosophy of um, he doesn't watch films. Like he once he, he just acts them. He never watches his films back or very rarely watches it because right. he says it makes him self-conscious and he can't do his job. That's, I think, most people's philosophy. Yeah. Like if I saw... Or that was his excuse when Alice in Wonderland came out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't watch movies. I think it's sex or dancing. Like you don't... Well, I personally don't want to ever see myself having sex or dancing. No, or both at the same I, time. Well, because I quite like both individually. Yeah. But if I think if I saw what I actually look like, I have an idea in my head of how I fuck and I have an idea of how I dance. To see that would be devastating. It'd be like shattering somebody reality. should come up with a, a dance fuck, the fuckarena. Like, but you know what I mean? Like, because there's all those, there's the Lombarda and all those sort of sexy dances. Yeah. But what about like a dance fuck? The forbidden dance. Like a new move. Like, it's a thing. Like, you know how there's like. Like Taibo? Well, it could be, but it could be a fitness thing as well. It could be a fitness thing as well. Yeah, yeah. fuck flex. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. Like I mean, a yeah. fuck workout video. I would totally, totally do. Wow, I come up with some fucking genius ideas tonight. The Kama Sutra. Yes, like it would just be one of those things where to really fit people fucking. And yeah. You do it in the morning with your partner. You're like, yeah. And it's a great way for guys to get women interested in like having sex all the time fuck because, flex. like, yeah, we call it fuck flex. I don't know. Like, um, got a better one. Coit- coitus. Fuck yeah. aside. Fuck aside. Fuck aside. That's logical. Sexercise. That's, of course, it's, it's, a, it's a bit too logical. Yeah. Dude, sexercise is a bit lame. Right. I wouldn't buy something that said sexercise. Uh, what if it had two hot people having sex in it? It sounds a bit cheesy. Okay. To be honest, I need something a bit more fucking. Yeah, give me some like heavy metal. Something kind of more dynamic than sexercise. Like. Uh, Aerobics, an, 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 anal aerobics <laughs> doesn't quite work. The fuck dominator. <laughs> Just the fuck dominator. Yeah. <laughs> well, I definitely watch a video called The Fuck Dominator, but I don't know if it made me think it was about exercise. Would you like to use, lose 30 pounds in 30 days? Then the fuck dominator is for you. <laughs> fuck the K's away. Have you finished your brothel story yet? No. Oh my God. All right. What? 
Oh, I'm sorry no. that we're having a conversation well, this signal, conversation. You, well, you have to signal me when it's done because, uh, you know, we start... I know, we're starting somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. So, um... Just these... do this when it's done. All right. Wave. So, um, we're in the final room of the brothel and uh, the woman's explaining some of the things that the prostitutes will do. Um, and she said one of the things that was very popular is they would get marshmallows and they would stick the marshmallows inside them. And then the man could eat the marshmallows oh! out. Kind of like, I guess, like a, a human kinder surprise. A bowl of Lucky Charms. Yeah, totally. Oh, God. Uh, if you went to like... Your vagina is like you, a bowl of Lucky Charms. If no you went to Bangkok, to you could shoot them out. Like ping pong balls into people's mouths. But anyway, that's what, that was the thing. So then, as her big reveal, she's pulled out a giant uh, tub of marshmallows... And passed it around the room and said, does anyone want a marshmallow? And I'm like, I can't eat a fucking marshmallow after you've just told that story. Yeah. I'll never be able to eat a marshmallow again. And then all the oldies are like fucking, oh, marshmallows. And so chowing down on these marshmallows. So I'm just like, not only have I heard this disgusting story, but then I've seen all these old people just gumming these marshmallows. And that's on, that's on purpose. That they brought the marshmallows out. Yeah, that's, so their, that's, that's, that's a, funny, a big wink. That's their big closer. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's what I was saying about there was like potential yeah, comedy, comedy in that. Definitely. Yeah, but that she just didn't know how to sell it. It'd be better if a prostitute did come out and start shooting them yeah. into your mouths. Or maybe there was another bit where like you got to fuck the two a guy. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that was the actual thing, but we just left early. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh, that's the big signal. Yeah. Is that the signal? Yeah. So the reason we're talking about brothels and stuff is we're talking about Charlie Sheen, right? Yeah. And Charlie Sheen had this idea that he's going to start this brothel with all the girls. Yes. 25 and, of them in different rooms. And I was telling Will that Charlie Sheen had been saying to one of these porn stars that it'll be great, my kids will come stay and you can look after the kids, we'll be like a family. Yeah. So I said to Will. <laughs> and by the way, if you've got that many prostitutes. Probably. What? It's fine. Because they only have to be, like if you've got 25, say you've got 25 prostitutes, right? 25 yeah. different rooms. The prostitutes only need to be not coked up and not fucking you one hour a day each. Yeah. Like on a roster. That's right. So you'd get at least 24 prostitutes. Yeah, because I'm not saying that your porn star slash prostitute who's willing to live in your coke house, you know, brothel, whatever it is, yeah. might not be the most reliable of, of raising, you know, a couple of small kids. Some people might go, yeah. hang on, maybe that's not the proper environment for those children to be in. But at least your odds are... But, well, between there's a lot of them. Yeah, there, there's going to be they're going to find plenty. Well, of you got to but you got to rule out the ones with kind of major kind of like psychotic problems, you know. Right. <laughs> you know, and then the drug addicts. You got to you got to sort. So you've got to say we've got to find the well-adjusted, well-adjusted prostitutes, like porn star, cohorts who've moved in with Charlie Sheen yeah. in his twenty-five person yeah. prostitute house. I so see, I see the point you're making. So the offer I made to Will, I yeah. said, if I had like a, a ten-year-old child, yeah. let's say it's a boy. Would you t- would you take twenty five million dollars from me to come live with me for four years and basically stay in the house as a house guest and look after raise my kid but also not have sex with me necessarily but just do what whatever do you mean I want. necessarily? Well, you know, maybe. Well, basically, no. I mean, that's that's either that's a big thing one way or the other. You have well, depended on this situation. Okay, the maybe sex is dependent. Well, you know, I'm heterosexual, yeah. so you, you know more than likely that I'm not going to have sex with you. But it's a risk you have to take. Right. I mean, it's how much do you trust me not to fuck you? I mean, we'll still be like the same relationship. I mean, I'm not going to change. It's not like oh, okay. You can, haven't I, got $25 million I can, I can, and I can leave the house and go out and meet girls. And yeah. I can still have Gemma if I want, but you yeah. can't leave the house and you have to raise my child and also do whatever I say. Right. I can't leave the house. <laughs> no. 
you're going to raise my child. Yeah. And, and I'm going to do whatever you say. Yeah. And I'm going to pay $25 million for how many years? Four years. And it's now, am I this age? Yeah, from now, starting from tomorrow. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> Sounds fun. Right. I mean, I think like I mean, I won't, I won't like get you to do stupid shit like punch yourself in the face. You I'm, will sometimes. Probably. No, I wouldn't. But not like heaps. I think you would sometimes. You'd just be like, "I'm bored now. I want to see if I can get you to punch you in your face." But, but I don't think you would like you know do it every day. Yeah. No, I trust that you'd be pretty good about I'd it. I'd be a good. I would be a good slave owner. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, especially because you're giving him twenty like, million dollars like, over like, four years. Yeah. Like most slaves, yeah. to be honest. Would be happy to be a slave, I reckon, for twenty five mil over four years. Yeah, so you do. I mean, that's like six million plus a year for four years, and then I'm set up for life. But you can't work in that four years. Well, I don't need another income. I've got twenty five million dollars. You just, you just become my slave. You forget about the comedy. Forget about breaking LA. Yeah, for twenty five million dollars for four years. And then what? Just restart. Just your fucking career. restart my career. Be a great show. That'd be my first show. Talking about being your slave for four years. And you have to do whatever I say. Like, if I call you at three in the morning and say, Will, make me a toasted cheese sandwich, you got to do it. Totally. Can I smoke weed? If I say so. And I smoke weed, so yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I can't, like, stone my way through it. Like, I've got to... I don't know, you can be fucking stoned. But you can yeah. raise the kid, so the responsibility is yours. Like, yeah. if the kid gets injured, I get to cut off I'm a not... body part. If the kid... Oh, hang on. <laughs> no, if something was... significant happens to the kid, like the kid right. gets hospitalized, yeah. raped, hospitalized for drowns in a pool, hospitalized for something that I like, it can't be. If your negligence contributes okay. to my yep. child's, no, no, I'm fine with that. I get to cut off your nose. <laughs> no, no, your nose. That's that, that's ridiculous. Your yeah. ear. One right. of your ears. Okay, that's fine. Twenty-five million. Yeah, I'm in. A, I won't let anything happen to your kid. But B. If if I if I do and I lose one ear for twenty five million bucks, like it's artistic. Like there's a rich history of people having one ear. You know, Van Gogh, you Chopper. Know, you know what I'd do? At the end of the four years, yeah. so two days before your four years is up, I would injure my child, set it up to make it look like you did it, <laughs> and then cut off your ear so I didn't have to pay you. Hang on. Because I don't have to pay you, that's the other thing I forgot to tell you. No, no, you didn't say that. <laughs> 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 Read your contract. Read your contract, slave. I would get lawyers to really look over the contract. <laughs> you wouldn't go into a slave arrangement. I would not go into an arrangement like this based on a handshake. I'm sorry. Like, as much as I trust your handshake, I uh, no, I would not. What would you get me to do? Because I'm not very practical. I mean, I'm happy to raise a kid. I think I'd be okay. No, my life would be normal. I mean, like the only difference is. We've got this big house to live in. Yeah. But I'm still with Gemma, still got the dog, still doing what I do. You can't do what you want to do. You can't do comedy. Right. Can I date? Uh, you can bring... Like me. if she came over? Yeah, yeah. Right. You've got a curfew though. You're like a house bunny. You've got like oh, a... yeah, okay. So they have to leave at a certain time. 9pm curfew. If she's really attractive... Yeah. Um, like if I... <laughs> if, if she's really attractive, you've got this basement downstairs no, no, no. with all these mirrors and... If no, she... if she's really attractive, like to say, you say, um, Mr. Clawson, you don't have to call me master, just call me Mr. Clawson. So Mr. Clawson, oh, uh, is it okay if I have uh, a guest come over tonight yeah. and I'll nod? I'll just nod from my chair. I'll wave you away and say, with a nod. I thought you weren't changing. 
I got this big house though, and you're my slave. So you've got to expect something's going to change right. after four years. I get you. It's all going to be nods and waves. Yeah, no, it's not going to be no, like no, I was busy. It's not going to be like, hey, will like my my old mate Ando's been around for like four okay. years. All right, okay. So maybe that's no, a bit. Mates. Maybe that was a bit much with me sitting. Feels in my... like the nature of our relationship has really changed. No, you do have to show respect to me though. That's the thing. I'm happy to show respect. Okay, to you. so you come to me and say, "Is it okay if I have a guest come around?" And I say, "Yes." So, Mister Clawson, is it okay if I have a guest over tonight? Yeah, and I say yes. Well, thank you. That's fine. Thank you, Charlie. So just say so that girl comes around if I deem her to be too attractive for you you have to humiliate yourself in front of her like so just say we're at dinner you have to get up pull down your pants and drop your dick into a bowl of peas and go if I deem her too attractive so you can bring girls home but if I find them too attractive for you you have to do that so I mean can I say something funny as I'm doing it like um, you know, like, sure. Once you say, once you do whatever I tell you to do, like yeah. drop your nuts in the ball yeah. in the in the peas, yeah. you can so, you can you can try and explain your way out of okay. it. Sorry, I'm just having a pee. But you can't mention that I put you up to it. Oh, okay. Otherwise, I cut off your other ear. <laughs> I think there's some nuts in my pee soup. That doesn't work. So, do you still want to do it? Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for twenty five million dollars, it sounds fun. Would we still do the podcast? Yeah. Oh, we'd have so much to podcast about, dude. It'd be awesome. I say, welcome to Tofa from Charlie Clawson. Will is actually on his hands and knees licking my balls. Wow. Yeah. Really? No. I thought you said things weren't going to change. <laughs> suddenly it's, yeah. my di- suddenly my dick's in fucking soup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm licking your balls. <laughs> so much of the non-sexual policy, Charlie. <laughs> They're a man of your word. It's like, ooh, you're gay, not me. You're looking at my balls. <laughs> uh, I mean, could you do that like in slave times? Could you actually order your slaves to do whatever you want? Or are they just more like unpaid workers? Well, I mean, I guess if you're a mean-spirited slave owner. But you couldn't force your slave. Could you rape a slave? Did that exist? Yeah, definitely. But you could get charged with, no, I mean, I'm sure slaves are raped, but could you get charged with raping your slave? Oh, no, I don't think so. I think they... You, You're actually just property. Yeah, I think there was a point, certainly, where... That's why people weren't really into it. Like, it seemed... It You're was, kidding. You know, from what I've heard about it... So that's so... The only Britney people Spears? who don't complain are kids. Child slavery, that seems sensible, but adult slavery, people are just going to bitch nuts. and moan. Uh, no, I, So I you mean, could rape a slave? I think so, yeah. Fuck. And the slave has, the slave has no rights. No, no rights. Not recognised as a human being. No. Just property. But yeah. surely they must have... Like, if, if you treat... Just say you had, like, a huge kind of plantation or something and you had slaves. Yeah. They are kind of your employees. So if something was to happen to your slave, maybe their personal, like, human rights aren't infringed on. But as part of your property, you could say, hey, that guy just injured one of my workers. I want him charged, blah, 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 blah. So I can send this slave to hospital, yeah? Yeah, yeah you'd, have, you'd have to have public liability insurance. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you need something to but, look after. No, but slaves. you think there would be something like that? Yeah. I mean, it's uh, if you. I mean, I think if you're on a big plantation, it would be in your best interest to treat your slaves reasonably well, because even just on numbers, you're going to have a whole lot of like you know fit, healthy, strong slaves. Yeah. If you're only a small amount of people, you don't want them to, you know, things to be so bad that they do anything they can to. Yeah, overthrow and kill you. Yeah, I guess yeah, back yeah. in those days, you know, you, you, you know, there would have been people that treated their slaves really badly, and they, I guess there probably would have been people who didn't know 
that slavery was the wrong thing, who treated them with at least something approaching what we consider these days to be human dignity and human respect. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, they were still had slaves, but I imagine there was that whole gamut of... Slave labour still exists, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's... Definitely. how How do you trade? Like, what's the monetary value? How do you work out, like, what a human being is worth? Sort of business wise, you know what I mean? Like, if you have like like the sex trade or whatever, and you hear that they sort of kidnap girls from like regions and whatever, are they basing it on beauty, or are they basing it on like youth, or are they basing it on, you know what I mean? Like, how do you try if if you're putting a money? Well, they'd be on someone, like all those things would be taken into account. Do you think so? You think if you're a very beautiful yeah. person, like just say you're a beautiful girl is kidnapped from a village and sold into the sex trade, yeah. you think like if you're more beautiful that your you're value worth to yeah yeah definitely. Because people would be buying on what they could, you know, use you for and whatever. But so I just, let's but, kind of take this out of the sex trade because it feels a bit dark and horrible. <laughs> yeah. Ha-ha, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Topop. Let's do our analysis of the sex trade. Uh, let's just imagine it's like the, the robot scene from Star Wars. Oh, that's much nicer. Yeah. <laughs> 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 now, you're buying the, you know, the droids. Well, that's actually not a bad analogy. Based on, you know, like some of them would look better, some of them would have like... Um, functionality functionality that you needed to use or parts that you were going to use and each of those things would have different values yeah but like I know you don't want to get you're trying to get away from the <laughs> thing but I, I would argue that the beauty thing wouldn't be such a, a priority anymore because when you think about the sex and fetishes and stuff there would be there's, there'd be like a kind of uh, a type for everyone so don't you think like beauty maybe wouldn't be the thing that ranks the, the sort of the girl the highest would be something else. I think it would be a, still a big thing if you are if you are kidnapping people to sell them into the sex trade. I think attractiveness is definitely going to be one of the things that, that will add value. Makes, eh, fucking hell! Much like you know, the, in the old days, you would have gone for the strongest slave. Yeah, right. Because if you were going to get them to do physical labor, can you imagine? Yeah, or, yeah. I guess like you know, you might have got the slave to do your taxes. Yeah. So then you'd be looking for a bookish. Slave. Someone who's good with maths, you'd have an abacus, you'd be running it by them, seeing if they could pick it up. Okay, so just say you get kidnapped. Yeah. Not for the sex trade, just a slave trade. So, yeah. you, you know, you're just fucking working at your computer one night, baggers over your head. Next thing you know, you're on a fucking wooden platform. Uh, there's all these kind of villages standing around and like you, there's other people and they're looking scared. And a guy's like, here we go. He's like a six foot two Australian. Uh, you know, what, what am I going to hear from him? Like, how much do you reckon you get? Hey, what, like how much do you reckon you get to? They start from two hundred and fifty dollars. What 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 are they what are they buying? Like what are they what what are their areas of speciality? Why do they need a slave? Uh, like okay, it's, de- it's, de- it's definitely a rural. Because if it's, it's, some, it's if it's for something a... like you know making shoes in a sweatshop, I'm not going to go for much at all because my fingers aren't nimble and I don't really have any particular okay. coordination. Let's say um it's uh you actually go to like it's a medieval slave shop. Yeah. So it's like okay. a rural town. So they need like blacksmiths. Farmers. Yeah, I'm going to till the fields. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Something yeah. Like or that. like, yeah. So what? A how manual labour. A how much do you reckon you'll go for? B what do you reckon? What tasks do you reckon you'll be given? Right. So it's medieval style tasks, but in modern day cash. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, we wouldn't be able to. We <laughs> in wouldn't be drachma. Able to, <laughs> that's right. No, will. How many denire? <laughs> Pay me in copper coins. How many <laughs> copper coins, Will Anderson? Um, would you fetch? Think. And, I'm, and, and the I'm, bidding starts at two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, so and that's it, like—is that like a standard? Pro- what's the standard price for a slave? I'd say the cap is ten thousand. Yeah. And what does the average slave go for, though? Five, 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 six, fifty-six hundred. <laughs> fifty-six hundred. Yeah, that's it. That's the average price for a slave. 
5,600 will get you a good land worker. Um, like under 5,000, you'll get like someone who will fetch water, um, really menial task cleaning, that kind of shit. Below three grand is borderline retarded. Um, and then up what's, around, what's 10 grand getting you? 10 grand is getting you like uh, an athlete, like yeah. someone who is, uh, well, you know, an either an entertainer. Yeah. So like someone who's like a dancer or some kind of like magician or some kind of slave, like either an entertainment value. So when you have your parties or just a really good fucking like uh, a worker, like physically strong, you know, can work the fields and also leadership ability. So like Jonathan Brown would fetch like a 10 grand price tag. Six and a half grand. You go for six and a half? I reckon I get six and a half grand. And, I am, and what job are you getting? Well, I think I would be like uh, a bit of a hole filler. Um, well, it's a male prostitute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mostly, I, you know, I'd obviously be just doing manual labour. And uh, I don't think that... I reckon maybe about two, two and a half grand of my price is my manual labour price. Like, I'm going to work in the fields. I'm going to work around. I'm, I'm a pretty... Like, I'm not a physically fit person or a person that has chosen to... Uh, yeah, I spend my life like, building shit, right? so I don't have a great range of skills. Yeah, but well, you I grew get, up on a farm, though. Yeah, I grew up on a farm. I go to the gym. Like I'm not. I, I actually am strong enough to do something if I, you know, actually fucking put my ass in gear and did it. <laughs> um, and I actually am quite dedicated. Like when I, yeah. So I think that I would have application, and I think that my comedy skills would be handy every now and again. Comedy skills. You said our trainers were going for ten grand. Yeah. That's a court jester, dude. Yeah. A court jester could also be an under $3,000 retard. I'm can, just I, could, I could spend three grand and get someone like really hilarious. A guy keeps slapping himself in the face because he's <laughs> brain damaged. Or I'd pay, what, six and a half grand and get you because you can work the fields a bit as well. Yeah. No way, dude. Work the fields, work the rooms. <laughs> That's what I would be doing. You'd be like Maximus. That would become your the family crest. And work could, the fields, work the rooms. And I could really do it. But I your could... crest would be a plow and a microphone, crisscrossed. That's all from me. Uh, tip your wenches. <laughs> I'm here all week. Try the mead. Uh, no, I think I would be able to bring like a bit of that sort of, I could make jokes about like, you know, what's been going on around the farm and around the yeah. thing. Like if there's a birthday or a special occasion, somebody's... Do you reckon there was any slave stand-up comedians? Wouldn't it be considered like an insult that you're slave, you know? I, you, could have a, you could have a court jester. They'd be like exclusive. I mean, a court jester's slaves. Kind of. I mean, they live or die at the whimsy of the king. But the, the court really? jester, yeah. Okay, so give me the breakdown of a court jester. Well, the court jester was, uh, and that's where st- the stand-up comedy grows out of the tradition of the court the jester. The noble tradition of the fool. <laughs> that's true. Which is the fool was the only person who was allowed in medieval times to criticise the king. Like, or any criticism that was done of the royalty back in those days was done by the court jester. So in some ways, they were the most powerful voice in the kingdom because they were the only person who was allowed whose job it was is this the fairy tale that comedians tell each other <laughs> this is true before this, they go to bed this is and the comedian <laughs> was the most powerful one of all for one of his devastating observations could bring a king to his knees it's like dude no one thinks that for comedians <laughs> That is the truth. Oh, shut up. That's the truth. You're like M. Night Shyamalan in Lady in the Water and one of his characters is a writer who will one day save the world. I'm sorry to tell you, but all I'm saying to you is actually just historical fact. So, 
You can uh, judge it how you will, but I'm just telling you the truth. When they make the biopic about the first court jester, it'll be like Daniel Day-Lewis. It'll be like Braveheart for fucking comedians. You'll all be there. If you don't enjoy these truth bombs that are being dropped in your hurt locker, then (laughs) (laughs) just... So this was the... But no, but but the downside of this great power that you're able to criticise the king was... Wow, what a power, yeah. That you... Lived or died by the whimsy of the king. So if you went too far, if you crossed the line, if you did a chaser style, uh, you know, Osama bin Laden sketch, sketch, or yeah, kids, uh, dying kids, bit bit of material, the king could, you know, kind of offer you, and then they'd bring in a new. So that was his right. Yeah, that joke was so bad. Not only did you die on stage, you shall die. You shall die. (laughs) I think that's where it came from. Really? (laughs) No, but but could have. Yeah. So. so do you also, um, do you think comedians identify with the Joker? That they're like, yeah, man, we're all fucking like masking our deep twisted inner soul with like, you know, this clown image. It's- I've never identified with the Joker. I would suggest that most comedians would identify more with the Riddler. Really? Yeah. Well, he was, uh, he, I mean, he was much more in the style of stand up comedy. Like the Riddler was like. You're talking about like the TV show. TV show. I don't know why that intonation was like that. The TV show Riddler. That is true. I am. Yeah. But Frank Gershon or whatever. His yeah, name was. it was kind of a, a very much a stand-up comedy style. But he was a. There weren't a bunch of comedians on the Batman TV series. Wasn't um, Cesar Romero a comedian? Yeah, heaps. There was actually, a, I think, a bunch of comics. Yeah, comics yeah. did that show. Uh, no, I, I've never identified with the Joker. Because I, I heard that's. I heard a, a good sort of when people were talking about Heath Ledger's Joker. Um, this guy's reviewing the film. He's saying why he reckons Heath got the Joker so right was that um, uh, when a Joker makes a joke, while he's laughing, everyone else in the room should be crying or vomiting. Yeah, everything he says is meant to be kind of funny, entertaining, but he's the only one laughing. And in, in, in actual fact, what he is doing is is horrific, and that's exactly kind of what you got with Heath's Joker. Like he was, he was so fucking evil in that film. Oh, I mean, it was just it. I, I can't still to this day believe that, like when Jack Nicholson did it, I just went, all right. That's it. That's done. Yeah, bookmark that. Yeah, no one else is going to get to have a go at that. That is that is what it is. Yeah. And now I can't think of anything but Heath Ledger's yeah. portrayal of that character. I watch that m- movie every three days. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> this is true. My computer is, if any of you follow me on Twitter, you'll know that my computer went down for about a week. And so I borrowed Will's old computer for a while. And I was just working one night and I hit the wrong button and the dark night started like it was 15 <laughs> minutes into the dark night. And it's like on his hard drive, the dark night to watch and in case of emergency. Dark Knight on your laptop. I do. I honestly, and it's been on TV here as well recently. Yeah, we watched so it the other night. I do. I watch it about every three days. And wherever I turn on the movie, all I go is, oh, this is my favourite bit. Yeah. This is my favourite bit. It's a pretty solid film. I mean, I have the one complaint that most people have, which is I reckon... I don't think most people have this complaint, by the way. Really? Yeah. That Two-Face... Is I think you've me. had this complaint, and it, it, it makes me judge you. Really? Yeah. Look, I don't think it... I don't think it it, it, it takes away from the film that significantly. But I think ah, it explain to a, people what the fault is, you think. That Two-Face is introduced. Harvey Dent, who yes. becomes Two-Face, uh, you know, he, uh, they, t- they could have saved his turn until the end and then run it into the third film because they sort of introduced the bad guy. He, he falls to the dark side and then he's dead within, what, half an hour of turning? And you don't get any... No battle with Batman... Just one kind of angry conversation on an abandoned building site. Like, I would have liked to have seen him as the next villain. I understand what you're saying, but I just think that that character 
like grounded what the heart and through line of that film was. And it gave the Joker such a powerful thing to do, which was to bring, you know, someone down, someone so good down. I think that really kind of worked as a parallel story to his, you know? And I think we would have lost the anchor to what the... Like, you know, imagine it was like a... It's like a hot air balloon or something like that. I understand. Like, you know, the Joker was able to just soar so melodramatically and and as a, like, anarchic character because you had this, like, sort of sensible DA heart. But you could Because Batman, in that movie, you wanted Batman to become corrupted by it as well. Yeah. You needed to kind of mirror that. But you could still have done that with the film ending with, like, Harvey sort of hitting the ground and not dying, you know? And he's in a hospital, and it's like, it's too late, it's too far gone, the Joker's won, he turned the best of us into the worst of us. And then spun that into the third film, but they killed him off. It's like, well, no, I want to, I mean, I want to see more of that. I want to see more of the of what Harvey Dent does now. I guess so, but, th- but that was kind of so pivotal to that final scene. I thought that, yeah, he really needed to become the Dark Knight because, you know, to cover up what... Harvey yeah, but then you reckon you could have thrown in like you could have killed like a, a innocent bystander or just like create another character like a like a deputy mayor that dies and Batman says blame that on me. Yeah, I guess so, but I don't think that would have had the like. I mean, you really like he's being the hero for the hero. You know, yeah. what I mean, like stepping in for the. I mean, I must... the guy who was the symbol. Like they say that so often in that film that Harvey was the, the, the white symbol, knight. You know, yeah. the white knight, and so I think it's this, just that perfect balance with. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. My only complaint with the Dark Knight is that it doesn't go for another nine hours. Yeah, like I would have. You could have stayed in that world forever. Just keep making the movie. Yeah, bring in. <laughs> yeah, that's a great <laughs> idea. Someone should do that. There should be some. If, if someone was crazy enough, they could bankroll like a two billion dollar yeah. movie. What happened the next day? I'm happy to see well, they're kind with of those doing characters. That with like Twilight, I guess, aren't they spinning that shit out for? Ever? But you know what the thing is with those and characters, and then they just reboot it again after every fucking. I'd love to see Christopher Nolan have made a movie. That what happened in like Gotham the next day? Yeah, and it might have just been them going around cleaning the up. business cleaning up. <laughs> right. Batman, you know, kind of cutting you know, cutting the Joker down, putting yeah. him into a gurney, wheeling him away. Yeah, I mean, so having to clean up all those televisions that exploded. <laughs> like, I mean, there is actually a lot of damage. Yeah, the two ferries arriving, the yeah. criminals getting let off. You know, yeah. the the civilians getting let off the other one. Yeah, I mean, they were such great characters. I would have been happy. to Maybe see Maybe just cut to a room with an old guy reading a book who had no idea any of this was going on. Just yeah. like a five minute scene of him just reading. <laughs> And then his son rings him and says, Dad, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, why? And he's like, didn't you really? The, the Joker had set bombs off all around hospitals and was going to blow up ferries. One of my favourite, like, I mean, it's not a flaw, but one of those moments where you just go, this is a comic book movie and it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't really matter to the plot. But there's that great scene where the Joker comes into, they're having the benefit for Harvey. Yeah, yeah. At Bruce Wayne's place. And then... Are you Harvey? Yeah. Are you Harvey? <laughs> are you Harvey? <laughs> I want to know how I got my scars. <laughs> Pretty good, huh? It's it's my favourite scene. Uh, so uh, there's that beautiful scene where, so Maggie Gyllenhaal's gone out the window, and then that, you know, Batman has to go and dive, and they let her go. Yeah, poor choice of words. <laughs> <laughs> so they land, and like, and he saved her, and she's like, "Let's not do that again, right?" Okay, yeah. that's the scene. But all I ever think is. The Joker and his henchmen are still up there yeah. with all the people from your party. Yeah. They could be being, like, murdered and raped uh, and whatever. No, it'd be great to cut back and, like, all the hoons are doing that kind of sideways, you know, like a B-boy stance. you got the Joker just fucking backspinning <laughs> and the crowd are all just like... The bat dance from the original Batman <laughs> yeah. film has come on and the Joker's just gone... Go, 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 go with a smile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
and where and where dum, 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 is the Batman? <laughs> Batman's. I used to think that song was so fucking badass. Have you heard that song recently? It is terrible. That is the equivalent of the Black Eyed Peas. That was Prince doing a Black Eyed Peas song, that yeah. dance. It's just, it's a, it's a, an amalgam of so many different fucking songs. It's terrible. And mm. it went to number one. Really? Because yeah. it was from the Batman soundtrack. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, we've got a, a website now, tiffop.com. You can uh, click on the link and send us email. Mm. Um, if you've got anything you want to talk about, uh, we also have Twitter accounts, but you know, you know what? From now on, we're not going to plug Twitter anymore. No, people should know by now. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. But Facebook is good. Let's plug Facebook. And there's a link on our website to Twitter and stuff. Is it? Yeah, it is. Oh. On the. Well, I didn't make it, so yeah. Gemma made it actually. We should thank Gemma for that. Thank you to Gemma for making our website. If you go to the website tofop.com, there's links to the Facebook. There's links to the Twitter. Is it's there the... really? You know, yeah. I haven't actually checked it out. That it's much. the easiest place, and you can download episodes there, or you can just like subscribe on iTunes, and then you just get it regularly when we put them up. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but if you, some people are not iTunes people, so do that. And I'm I'm touring. Can I plug that? Uh, Byron Bay, Adelaide, Brisbane, and I keep Melbourne. Telling you, it's you on my have... website. You don't have to say, can I plug? It's you. fine. You can plug anytime you want. I, I don't like you know big pluggy things, but. Yeah, well, come know, and see my okay, show. They get the show for free. They yeah. can come pay to see you. I think yeah. that's reasonable. And if you want to just come give me money uh, <laughs> for no reason, you can do that as well. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Will Anderson.